Today we're talking about being a small creator and my new favorite thing to talk about, social audio. Welcome to the Women of YouTube podcast. This podcast is hosted by me, Desiree Martins. Every week I'm going to be showing up in your earbuds to inspire you on your YouTube journey with killer interviews with women YouTube creators, deep dives into the inner workings of how YouTube works, and discussing all the things about YouTube culture and the impact it is having on our world. This podcast is brought to you in partnership with vidIQ, where they help you maximize your videos and YouTube reach by studying titles, descriptions, tags, and playlists relevant to your subject matter, while also studying your competitors to help you know exactly what you should be doing for your YouTube growth. So if you're a female creator looking to grow your channel, level up your content, and learn from the best women creators on the platform to get you on your way to YouTube success and future-proofing your income, this is the perfect place for you. Let's do this. What's up, ladies? Welcome to the episode of the Women of YouTube podcast. I am stoked to be up in your earbuds today because what we're about to talk about is going to involve them earbuds a whole bunch. Social audio has really just taken the world by storm. And by the world, I mean the social media world, not like the actual world, because some of you might be like, Des, what social audio? Why do I care about this? And why is this going to be a big deal? Y'all, this whole social audio thing is really important for a lot of different reasons. So let's talk, let's talk about this because Hawa and I, our guest today, dive into this pretty deeply about how she's been using it to grow her YouTube channel and how it's been beneficial. But what's really great is that this is an alternative place for you to build a community, promote your YouTube channel and connect with people that you probably don't normally have access to. And while that window will start to close as people get into it more and do more with it, this social audio thing is great. So let's break this down. So social audio is basically like going live and listening to a podcast at the same time. You have yourself or a group of other people who host a room and you talk about a topic. You can invite other people into it. It can be publicized so anybody that's on the platform is able to like watch it, learn about it, share all that stuff um, and listen. People can join in by raising their hands and, and participate by asking questions or contributing to the content. And then on top of it, you never see anyone's face, which is kind of a bonus because so many people are like, oh, I listen to this while I'm like hanging out by my desk or I'm in the car or I'm doing dishes or whatever. Very similar to how people listen to podcasts. But the added, the, the weird, quirky, unique twist to it is that it has a FOMO quality to it where once you post it up, once like you end that room, poof, it goes away. So it's very much like you had to be there situation. And if you are not there, then I mean, you're kind of very SOL. A lot of the, the leading platform in this is definitely Clubhouse, but Spotify has recently launched Green Room, which is their answer to it, which I am all for, especially because we have a podcast. If you have a podcast, Green Room is a great place to have an extension of that. And another really great thing is that Facebook is really stepping into this and they're going to be offering their versions of rooms. I don't know if y'all ever go onto your Facebook app and at like the very top of it, it has these like different like rooms that you can do or that you can like make that's like a video groom or something like that. But it's also like now they have audio rooms and they're going to be adding in more podcasting features 
into their platform. So like if you have a podcast, you're going to be able to like link it in there. Social audio is definitely a new way to engage and grow with your audience in a way I don't think that any of us really expected. And I think it's going to be so important for us to pay attention to. I think it's a great new way for you to grow your audience because you can join in on niche topics or create rooms around niche topics. You can do them based around like what you do specifically. Like maybe you talk about like cheese or cooking or relationships or DIY or lifestyle or black beauty or whatever that may be. You can go in, create a room around that and invite other people and then promote it and share it on your social networks or on your YouTube channel. It's going to drive that traffic. So it's really great. How a post a room group situation on Clubhouse that is actually sponsored and done in partnership with vidIQ and as you know is the you know co-presenter of this podcast and we're able to connect and talk about like how she's growing as a small creator she has just over 2,000 subscribers on her channel, how she's using Clubhouse, how she's growing her her beauty channel, and all these other really great things that you're going to get so much value out of. So hit us up in the Facebook group, the Women of YouTube Facebook group, to let us know what you think of social audio, what you think of this episode. We'd love to have that extra feedback from you. And we're so close to having a thousand members in our group. So you definitely, definitely want to head over there. So facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash women of YouTube. And of course you can find that over in our show notes at the women of youtube.com. All right, let's head in to this conversation with Hawa. All right, Hawa, I am so excited to talk with you today on today's podcast. We met in a sort of fun way. You're one of my like new clubhouse friends. <laughs> yes, I am. Clubhouse crew. <laughs> Very good. Okay. So we're going to dive into so many different things today, but first things first, why YouTube? Why YouTube is just fun. It's a fun place to be. Like I've always watched YouTube. I would pick watching YouTube over watching a TV show or watching a movie any day. And I just, it's just something about it. And I was like, I want to try that. I want to try that. I want to try that. I want to be on YouTube. I think I'll do really well for years. I've been saying it, um, but I never like actually <laughs> went forward with doing anything with it um, until the quarantine happened. And I was like, well, you know, I, <laughs> I have free time. I might as well try something new, something I'm interested in. Um, but for the longest time, I just, I wouldn't, I'll see I watch YouTube all the time and I would say that I have the, um, the the ability and I feel like the creativity and the knowledge and all of these different things and backgrounds I love exploring um, and trying new things and I knew that I had it but I just didn't move forward because I kind of felt like the YouTube market was oversaturated at this point like I felt like I waited too long but yeah. So talk to us about being a quarantine creator, like how, like walk us through that journey. Yeah, absolutely. So I went to school for theater and film studies. Uh, so I always wanted to be in entertainment, um, do some type of uh, theater or film commercials. My thing was acting. And if I couldn't actually be on stage or on a movie or in a commercial acting, I still love behind the scenes. Like I love doing um, like theater makeup and such like that. Um, however, when I 
went to college, I did ended up getting pregnant. Um, and my plan after college was to move to um, either New York or LA to pursue my, you know, acting career and my theater and film journey. But being pregnant and having a baby, it just didn't allow me to do that. Um, so again, for the longest time, I was like, well, what's the alternative? Because I'm in this field um, working for money, but I'm not really happy. It's not, it's not even that I wasn't happy. It was just like, I didn't feel fulfilled. Like I didn't feel when I came home from work, like that I accomplished anything today, even though I may have, even though I may have been the top salesperson for the month, I just didn't feel anything. I felt kind of empty. So quarantine came around and you know, the pandemic is a blessing and a curse. And I, we were stuck at home. Um, a lot of us was working for home. I had a little bit of free time. I've been wanting to do YouTube for a minute. So I decided to, hey, let me hop in. And I did do some research before I actually started my channel. I tried to figure out what I wanted to do, what direction I wanted to go. I wanted to learn all about, you know, SEO and editing and picking the best um, editing software and getting a camera and all of that. So that's what I started to do um, during the quarantine. It was like in the middle of it. So June of 2020. And that's, I just picked up a camera and I just started shooting and I started uploading the videos. And then, yeah, that's how, that's how it all started. <laughs> what is your YouTube channel about? Okay, my YouTube channel is called Howabunga. I do beauty, fashion, and lifestyle content. I know it sounds like, oh my God, everyone does beauty, fashion, lifestyle. But I just feel like um, my personality and I just bring a different spice to the platform just because of my background. You know, I'm also a mom, I'm a wife. I have sickle cell disease, which is a chronic illness. Um, and I just, I feel like don't let anyone tell you that your market is oversaturated or that, you know, you may not make it because too many people doing that or whatever. It's only, you can only be you. Um, no one else can be you. So I might be doing the same thing as the person next door to me or to the left or right of me. However, they're not how they're not how Bunga. So that's how I do my channel. <laughs> in a nutshell, that wasn't even in a nutshell. That was kind of long, but you know. <laughs> no, I think, I think it was as long as it needed to be. So who is it that you talk to? Like, who is it that like benefits most from your content? Um, I would say definitely Af African, African American women, uh, women of African background, decent, uh, decent, sorry. Um, Cause I, um, I'm also from Sierra Leone, West Africa. Well, I was born here in America, but my parents are from both some Sierra Leone, West Africa, and they came to the country over 50 years ago. So um, I know I could relate to Africans as well. I relate to females between the age, I would say 18 to maybe like 45-ish. Um, and I think that would change as, you know, my age change and as I grow as a creator and grow in life as an adult in general. Um, I speak to those people, again, that may have a chronic illness, which I just started doing, or some type of hardship, hardship, hardship in their life that they're trying to get through they're trying to pass or they're doing or you know I'm able to still do what I like to do although I have this chronic illness so that's my audience that those are the people that I'm speaking to and yeah I kind of have like two different audiences on like different platforms but for, for YouTube that's my audience and that's what I'm speaking to. so how are you figuring out like 
Like, how did you figure out to go into this specifically? Like, what is it about the lifestyle and beauty did that was like, yes, I need to create about this because of this particular reason. And how have you been able to like tie in your life to it? Like being a mom and being, um, having your disease, all that kind of stuff. Like, I feel like that's, it's so interesting to know like why people get on for all, there's so many different reasons. And I just love to know like why way you chose to do this with YouTube. Yeah, I chose the beauty, uh, fashion, lifestyle route to go is because I feel like that came off natural to me. Um, I are, I'm already the type of person that like to try new things, like try hairstyle. I would try a hairstyle that I'm trying for the very first time, which I'm actually doing this weekend and filming it. And I'll film it and I'll put it up. So you're watching me. Yes, this I'm doing these passion twists for a beginner, someone who don't know what they're doing. However, I'm a beginner too, so let's walk through it together. I'm gonna to show you what I did and what works for me. And I know if I can do it, you can do it because this was my first time, just like it may be your first time. So that's why I kind of wanted to go in that direction. Also, it's just like really fun. Like with lifestyle, yes, they say it's harder to grow on YouTube as a lifestyle channel because it, you can do pretty much anything you want. Um, I still try to niche it down to where I'm not doing like stuff that just really doesn't make sense for me. And it just doesn't fit in with my life, even with my kids and my family. I really don't include them on my channel too much because I feel like then that would turn it into a family channel. And that's not what I'm doing. It's really about how how Bunga. Yes, they're a part of my journey and they come in here and there, but it's not really about them. Um, so that's that's really their direction. That's really why I took that direction with beauty because I just wanted to be like, hey, this is me, this is raw, this is Hawa. I go through stuff. Sometimes I'm in a hospital, on a, in a hospital bed, cr creating content or writing down things high off of medicine, <laughs> um, writing down content ideas, um, really trying to relate to my audience and relate to people that watch me and just uh, really create a community of people that we all can relate and we all can talk to. I, it's really like my friends. Like I like to make friends that <laughs> I may not know too much about them because they're on the internet and they're on the other side. However, they can think of me as a friend. And sometimes people need that. Like sometimes people really have hard lives and they really wake up in a bad mood and they could turn on YouTube and watch somebody that's goofy, watch someone that's funny, watch someone that can offer some type of comfort, even if you just going to watch me get ready, watch me put my makeup um, on, watch me do my hair, watch me put on my perfume to go out on a date or to go for well, a date with my husband, of course, <laughs> not no random stranger, <laughs> go on a or date or <laughs> right, right. <laughs> go on a date or go out with my homegirls, but I'm just talking to get ready. That may, that may do something for somebody that, and I don't even know it. Why? Sometimes they'll let me know. They'll come in my DMs like, "Hey, I watch your video. Like, I was going through it this day, and you know, and you really made me laugh. Like, you're funny, or you're entertaining, or I like how you did this, and that just make me feel really good, especially as a rising YouTuber, like a small creator. Like, I would have never thought that would happen. And the weirdest thing is, one day I was getting my nails done. Um, in my area and someone came was staring at me and I'm staring back at her and she was staring at me and I'm staring at her and I was like what is this girl looking at like do I got something on my face I'm like swipe doing like what is she looking at me and she finally like came over and said hey is your name like Howard Bunga on YouTube and I was like yes and mind you I had like 1,000 subscribers at this point so this is 
creeping me out. This is so weird. And she was like, yeah, I watched your video because my um, bow locks were really tight and I was going to take them out and it was giving me so much pain. I took pain medicine, nothing released my bow locks. And I found your video on YouTube because I Googled like how to release the, uh, the tension or the tightness of bow locks. And I came across your video and it really helped. Whatever you said in that video, I did it and it helped. I just want to thank you. And I'm, it's weird that I'm seeing you in person, but like, I was just like, <laughs> uh thank you <laughs> it was so weird but it was so cool at the same time so I'm looking forward to more of that I would have been so like oh, I'm so happy about you thank you for telling me I I, I was that same about you I we do totally different things I help people with social media stuff and so many people are like oh my god I couldn't figure this out I was about to like delete my this or you know, I get a lot of private messages like, why isn't this working? And like walking them through it. And it's really nice to know that you can like actually help people with actual problems that they have, because that's one of the big reasons I think that we're on YouTube is not only to just like solve our problems, but to connect with people. Connecting with people is, I think, especially in a heading into, I guess, a post COVID world, like we've realized how important having people is to our, like our right. souls and our happiness and our mental health, because without people like, like that's one of those things that makes us so uniquely unique as a species, right? We need each other and the conversations and the connection and the love and the support that you get from people. And so being able to give that and get that, I think is really important. I'm glad that you've been able to help people with that. So as a small creator, talk to us about what your journey has been like. So when we recorded this podcast, um, how it is sitting on 2.3 thousand subscribers. So talk us through your journey of like how you've been able to do this growth. What have you been doing maybe different than other creators and, and bigger creators? Because I, there's so many people out there doing lifestyle content and they're like, I, I think any advice and tips we can give them is going to really help them on their journey. Yeah, absolutely. So I started my channel literally um, a year ago today, like not today, but Sometime this week, I posted my first video on YouTube. So the journey has just been really like fun. I get frustrated sometimes because, you know, it's always those days where it's like, oh, my God, this isn't working. Oh, my God. I just filmed a whole video and the sound didn't record. Like the audio is just completely gone. Or, oh, my God, I went on vacation. I just filmed this beautiful vlog, which was also memories for me. And I come back and the the files are damaged and everything is gone. So with those days, you just feel like you want to quit and you want to give up. Um, and like, you know what? YouTube is just not for me. This is just not for me because, you know, it's causing me more stress than it's relieving stress. That's just how you feel at the time. I always talk myself off the ledge because I'm like, this is, I really like no matter what I really enjoy it and I find myself when things happen like that to me I don't I really don't give up I just be like okay how can we move forward like one time I filmed something the audio didn't record and my idea next was okay well maybe I can get a funny voiceover on it maybe I can get my husband to do a voiceover over this video to make it funny or something like I think of how to come back from it and not let it take over and not let it make me quit so that's the beauty of it also like just along my journey I would do a lot of kind of research I did download the um um some tools to help me out one of them being vidIQ which helps with your keyword research so now with leg style and beauty fashion but like more importantly lifestyle 
um, people always want to vlog. And it's like, well, no one knows you. No one's going to care about a day in the life of Howabunga because who was Howabunga? Uh, at this point, you know, I have one subscriber, I have two subscribers or whatever. We all start somewhere and, you know, we all start with zero subscribers. So no one's going to be searching for a day in the life of Howabunga. No one's YouTube, I'm sure not going to just recommend my video off break, like as I just came on the platform. So I did hop on, you know, YouTube and I look at what other beauty creators are doing. And I try to also look at creators and lifestyle creators that are on different sizes. So I could just kind of compare and kind of get an idea of what I need to do. So I'll look at beauty lifestyle fashion creators that have like from the zero to 10,000 subscribers and then the 10,000 to the 30,000 and then up from there. So just kind of like getting ideas and how I can put my own spin on it, especially if it's like a type of, if it's a trend um, that's going on that everyone's doing it, how can Howard do this video and put her own spin on it to make it different from others? But besides that, before I even get to that point, like I said, I do all of my research and I see what type of videos other creators are creating and what is being searched for. And that's when vidIQ come, come in place. Um, you can use the keyword search, um, look up the keywords that you're interested in doing. For instance, say I'm interested in doing um, a Miami vlog, uh, what people are searching for when it came come to Miami, Miami vlogging. See, I wouldn't do a day in the life of Howabunga, but I would do a Miami vlog because that's a vlog that's highly searched and it's searched, it's highly searched, but it's not that much competition. So again, that's when vidIQ comes along and say, hey, these are the keywords or these are the videos that are being searched, but there isn't a lot of competition for it. So this is the video that I need to create and these are the keywords that I need to use. Don't wanna you go do a video that is not searched at all so have lower search volume and then high competition or highly search but high competition because then no one's going to be able to find my video is going to be on page 50 and I didn't just film three hours worth of video and a week worth of editing for no one to see it. <laughs> so um, yeah, I just wanted to make sure that I was creating um, searchable content um, using the specific keywords that I needed to use so that my videos can come up in search and they can rank in search. So that was okay. really important. I, I want to dive into this keyword search thing because we're nerds for that. Again, <laughs> vidIQ is one of our, of our um, presenters for this podcast. And I think that their tool is fantastic because of their keyword tool. And I love right. that their new suggestion tool as well, like ideas, the idea thing that they have. Yes. My question is, is like, okay, as someone in lifestyle, someone in beauty, how do you find the right keywords? I, I am just very fascinated by it for different like industries and stuff. So like, how do you know what you should be creating? I just, I just know because I'm hip. <laughs> no, but really I just go on YouTube. I, I, I use different platforms and literally my surroundings to know what is hip. So I know that stitch braids came in style because everyone has stitch braids. I see stitch braids on Pinterest. I see uh, the girls on my Instagram with the stitch braids. So I said, hey, I'm going to do um, a get ready with me and I'm going to go to the salon and I'm going to get stitch braids. What's well, going to be a get ready for vacation with me? I'm going to get stitch braids. 
Mm -hmm. um, because I know that this is highly searched. So then I put the stitch braids into the keyword um, search in vidIQ, and then it gives me a bunch of options of what what I can say that flows well because the thing about keywords is especially if you're using a tool it would give you these keywords and you it would say okay stitch braids is certain this is and they'll put like a number next to it saying this is how much is being searched and then um and then this is how much people are searching for and this is the competition for all of that but it'll also spit out it will tell you everything. It will tell you, it will basically put in easier way, easier terms of what you do when you search on Google or what you search on YouTube and it just give you a list of everything that people are searching for. So it gives you a list like people are, people are searching um, stitch braids easy, stitch braids for beginners, long tail keywords. So if you just make a video and put stitch braids, there's probably already a trillion stitch braids videos out, out there. So you want to stand out and you want to rank. So you want to use long tail keywords. So it's going to spit out different ways that you can title your video with these keywords. Like I said, stitch braids for, uh, for beginners, stitch braids, waist length, stitch braids, quick and easy, things like that. And then that's how I really play around with the keywords. And that's how I make my titles I guess <laughs> better with the keyword situation to do more evergreen stuff like like the stitch braids are a thing that people would continuously need help with that but maybe something that's like related to like um like a summer trend or something or like for example there's um the girl the woman who became the fastest runner in America mm -hmm. like yeah I how I would do my hair like her right like she's got the really beautiful like long orangish hair like mm -hmm. doing a tutorial like that that's something that would be trendy so like how like what do you think works best for a channel i think a mixture of both so i will put up say i will put up the stitch braids tutorial because that's trendy and that's what's in style right now um and we never know it may come back up i've talked to plenty of youtubers would say yeah i created this video like two years ago and out of nowhere it spiked like i started getting all these views and that's because that trend came back around. Trends always come back around. So um, you just gotta be patient with those. And for evergreen content, I would do something like box braids. I feel like box braids would never go out of style. There's videos on YouTube for like six years ago with box, box braids that are still getting views. So I know that's one hairstyle that I would get evergreen um, views on because you know it's not gonna ever go out of style. So. I just think having a mixture just so that one, you can attract, I feel like with the trending videos, you attract more of new um, subscribers and then evergreen content, you you just, you're catering to your current subscribers. So it's, it's a hard balance <laughs> um, and it sounds easier, definitely harder to do, but I definitely think you need a mixture of trending videos and um, evergreen topics for sure. Love it. Look, I'm really sorry to interrupt, but did you know that YouTube is the world's second biggest search engine? Maybe you did, maybe you didn't, but that's why every creator truly needs to be using vidIQ to grow their YouTube channel. vidIQ's tech helps you tailor your video ideas to match what people are searching for right now on YouTube. 
And once you're ready to upload, well, it starts optimizing and getting you all the details that you need to make sure your videos are getting noticed. If you really want to dive in more and get started for free, please head over to the women of youtube.com forward slash vidIQ to get started on this YouTube channel changing tool that is going to make things so much easier for you. All right, let's get back to it. Okay, so we've talked about your channel and what you're doing. Let's talk about my favorite part of everyone's YouTube channel, which is the money. So talk yeah. to us about how you have been able to make money on YouTube. You have a video that you did about a month ago that talks about like how um, you make over 3000 a month with under 5,000 subscribers. I think that money is one of the big driving forces to why people become creators right. outside of like, you know, the personal creativity that comes with it. What have you been able to do to make money for your channel as a small beauty creator? Yes. So a lot of um, people do come onto YouTube thinking, hey, you know, I'm going to make money off the break. You know, when I'm when I uh, finally monetize, I'm just going to be rich. I can go ahead and quit my job. No, baby. Like it doesn't work like that. You're going to be getting chump change until I don't know, you get a viral video or until you grow your following. Um, so the Google AdSense money, especially as a small creator or a rising creator, is not that significant. Um, it's nice to have, you know, that check coming in every month is definitely it helps, you know, every little bit helps. But you definitely I want to ask a question related to this. Okay, so as a as a beauty creator, do you know what like your CPM is on average? Um, beauty is, I don't remember it on average right now. I could definitely get it back to you, but I think it's about, I would say maybe average like $3. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I always like, I always like to know like, cause different channels do different things. Like I have a mm -hmm. buddy that just launched, that launched a crypto YouTube channel and he just got it monetized and he was like, like my class per clicks is like insane. It's something like fifty dollars mm -hmm. a click when people mm -hmm. do ads. But I know that it's this very specific vertical. And for mine, because I talk to business owners, mine usually sits somewhere between like twenty to twenty-five dollars a click. And so I'm always curious. Like different. I think it's important to know. Like different kinds of channels make different mm -hmm. kinds of adsense. Yeah, for sure. Definitely different channels have different AdSense. And then also all of your videos have different AdSense. So I ha I may have a video that has more views, but didn't make me any money. But I may have a video that has less views and I get more money. I'm like, wait, what? I'm confused. But it's just because that video CPL might have been like $10. And my most popular one may have been only $3 or $1. So mm -hmm. I know the gaming channels and the kid channels, they're like, Someone told me on Clubhouse is like cents, like 10 cents, 30 cents, stuff like that. I'm like, whoa, that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I I I don't I, I think the gaming one is because it's like a super, that's a super oversaturated vertical, even compared to lifestyles, like the biggest growing vertical though on YouTube for this for sure. So okay, exactly. so back to those. So AdSense is a small fraction of it. So what's the other stuff that you do for AdSense? Or for the for revenue, okay, yes, as a small creator for revenue outside of uh, Google AdSense, I do um, get sponsorships, which is kind of, I didn't know that I'll get sponsorships um, this early. And then there's people that I speak to in Clubhouse from a YouTube community that got way more subscribers than me. And they're like, oh yeah, I just got my first sponsorship. So to me, like hearing that, I was like, oh, so I got, I'm doing sponsorships pretty early. 
for my, you know, audience size. And I didn't know that was a thing. So I would just have like different beauty brands reach out to me. They're usually smaller too. That's the crazy thing. They're not like big um, brands like Elf and like um, Beauty Bay or Sephora or anything. They're pretty, they're usually pretty small, like beauty brands, um, skincare lines, um, different just product placements. I do make sure that everything goes with my brand and makes sense with my brands and my viewers. I never want to sell anything that just doesn't make sense to the people that's watching my channel or true to me and my, you know, my brand. So that's a, one way to, that I do get um, revenue from YouTube is the sponsorships um, and also brand deals that go along with that. And the difference between sponsorships and brand deals is sponsorships are like a one-time thing. And the brand deal is more of a contract. Um, what helps me out a lot as well is Clubhouse, which you probably heard me mention a few times on Clubhouse when, if, when I first got on there in December, I would just hop on stage, introduce myself, talk about my channel, um, talk about what I do, blah, blah, blah. And there'll be like these networking um, rooms. And then there'll be a lot of, you know, brands in there and they'll be like, hey, I heard you talking on the stage. I'm really interested in sending you some products. Like, how much do you charge? They'll literally like, you know, come to me and start, you know, giving me money, giving me coins. Now, there is, it's not always like that. Some people, you know, want free, want to do it for free, which is nothing wrong with that as well. Because as a small and rising creator, especially in this industry, you're going to have to build a resume for yourself. You're going to have to have done something to prove to the brands that you can deliver and that you can convert. So there's nothing wrong with taking unpaid sponsorships and brand deals. But um, yeah, Clubhouse helped me out a lot. And Clubhouse also helped me with this brand deal with VidIQ that my sister and, and I um, built or received from our rising YouTuber club on Clubhouse. So then we were able to do a brand deal, like a contract with VidIQ where we host or admin moderate whatever you want to call it um rooms in their club on clubhouse twice a week and again that's just from being on clubhouse just just doing things just being natural and speaking i <laughs> i don't even know how to explain it really but yeah and then um outside of brand deals and sponsorships the next the next way to make money is affiliate marketing and i do that a lot i've been doing that mainly from like day one only because like i said before before i started my channel i just did research and i just noticed things just by watching youtube i'll always go in the creator's description box see what they're doing um i'll watch the um, a day in the life of a YouTuber or a day in the life of the influencer where they will talk about, oh, you got to do this. You have to put link everything because you never know. And it's not even about linking it to get paid. It's because your audience or the viewers, they'll come back to you because they're like, oh, you're talking about this product or you're wearing this product or you have this product behind you. And I was going to ask you about it, but I just read your description box and it's already there. So they love that. They're like, oh my God, you giving me the tea. I don't even got to go searching for it. And that will build you know, a, a trust and a bond with your viewers that way. Um, and the plus side of it is you get money for it. And then that's another way to pitch yourself to brands um, by using the data and analytics from your affiliate links to, you know, basically say, hey, this is this is how much money I brought to, you know, your brand or this brand or whatever. And, you know, you could pitch yourself that way. So that's another way, affiliate marketing. And then what's another way? Oh, 
um, templates, templates, <laughs> uh, since being on Clubhouse and then also on, I have other platforms like Instagram and Twitter, people will always ask me like, well, how did you do this? Or where do you get that from? Or, oh, I heard you say you use a rate card in your video. What's the rate card? How do, and then I'll just create those templates, which is, oh my God, it's the best thing ever because you create it one time and you put it on sale on Etsy and then that's it. Like it's literally like, what is it called? Residual income. Residual income. Yep. Making money in your sleep. You add those ads, you add those um, templates on your website and your description box. Um, and people will buy. I love yeah. that digital product idea though. Like, I'm like, like how I usually get, I, I'm a big believer in building an email list. I talked about mm -hmm. it in the last episode that we did with the podcast and I yeah. like my objective is like everything I do is to give value to my, to my viewers and I want to get them on my list. So I usually give them like templates and checklists and things like that so that they can get on there. But I think that it's a good idea. Like, cause being a YouTube educator isn't what your channel's about. So it, it, it makes sense. Like if you want people want this like extra thing, like, well, I have this whole, this whole shop over here where you can go mm -hmm. get answers to questions about this. Right. Right. Directly have anything to do with what I'm doing here. And that's what I love about YouTube is like these, like, all these like little like spidered out, like more little things come about that you didn't ever become part of what you do for your business. Like for me, I started my YouTube channel to bring leads into my agency. And now and my agency, while the leading source of revenue for my business with YouTube still brings me in enough money for all these other things, which I really love. And I love that you touched on all of that. So we've yeah. talked, you've, we've talked a lot about clubhouse so let's have that conversation <laughs> clubhouse 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 why okay so why clubhouse and how has it helped your youtube channel oh my god so <laughs> i don't even know how i end up on clubhouse i just seen a bunch of people on youtube i mean not on youtube on facebook and like the facebook um groups talking about clubhouse and i was like oh my god i can't with the social media i'm about to I'm drowning. I'm drowning in all these social media apps. I can't do it. Like, no, I'm not downloading another one. No one can make me. And then I got peer pressured into doing it because it wasn't even because I, it was everyone talking about it. They, it was everyone talking about how you need an invitation to get in or how they were waiting for months and weeks or whatever to get in on this app. And I'm like, why are y'all waiting in line to get on this app? I, I got to find out. I have to no, 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 no. I have to find out. So I signed <laughs> up. <laughs> I signed up and then I, someone uh, pushed me to the front of the line somehow, some way. And I was able to get on the app immediately. And I was like, y'all lying. Like I was able to get on the app immediately. It was no wait list or anything, but then come to find out there's a whole thing with Clubhouse where someone, if they're already on the app and they're in your contact list and you sign up, they could push you up the waitlist if they choose to. So that's what happened to me. But Clubhouse was just the thing. It was like um, back in December when I got on it. And everybody was just talking about it. It was like the talk of the town. It was so exclusive because you needed an invitation to get on there. Um, so once I got on there, I was hooked. When I tell you, girl, I was, <laughs> I was on there all day all night I couldn't sleep I was up there on there till the morning my husband was tired of me okay he was tired of me being on clubhouse he'll be talking to me and he'll be, he'll be like you're on that clubhouse again I'm like no at night I'll have one <laughs> airpod in 
I have one AirPod in. <laughs> so he doesn't know I'm on Clubhouse because it was just so intriguing and interesting. I was on all these different stages where people were just dropping gems about different industries. Um, my, ind- my other industry outside of YouTube is um, real estate and property management. So I'll be in those rooms and they're just talking property management and real estate and all these different gyms and then I'll be in the YouTube rooms and then I'll be also in the networking rooms that I mentioned earlier just listening and then there's even like music rooms and game rooms those are really fun app and I was really addicted to it um so here's the thing I'll go into these YouTube rooms and the YouTube rooms will either be one follow for follow um sub for sub oh um come in this room and you'll and you'll get monetized so they're in the room saying all you need is a thousand subscribers to be monetized so they was having sub for sub things where people would sub to each other each other channels just to get to a thousand subscribers thinking that's all they had to do to monetize that made me irritated then there's their rooms where it was the larger um creators um, that found the platform and already, you know, made a name for themselves on the platform and on YouTube and Twitter and everything. Like they were the larger creators mm-hmm. and the smaller creators, the rising YouTubers like myself, we got, go up on stage and they'll ask questions and they would tell them stuff that wasn't correct or didn't make sense to them. They'll tell them things like, oh, you don't need to do SEO or, oh, you don't need a thumbnail. You don't you don't need to do a thumbnail. Like, people will find you. Oh, you don't need to do um, this. Or just, just misinformation that didn't make sense for rising YouTubers or small YouTubers. Because they're at that point where they already got a million subscribers. Of course, they don't have to put in work on a thumbnail. Okay? Of course, they didn't have to do SEO. They already have that audience. So my sister JJ and I decided to create a rising YouTuber club where, you know, we can, it was for, it was for YouTubers that had zero to 10,000 subscribers. And it is for YouTubers that had zero to 10,000 subscribers. And we did have some larger YouTubers or YouTubers with a bigger following, I should say, that did join our club as well. But it was literally just to bridge the gap between, you know, the larger YouTubers and smaller YouTubers and what's really <laughs> how everything really works and it'll be people that will really listen to us and appreciate what we're saying because they may at that point only had zero subscribers and us at this point had a thousand subscribers and we're where they want to get but we're just a few steps ahead of them like we just went through this we are keeping up with youtube we're keeping up with all of the you know people like yourself that giving tips and um tips and uh information about how to grow your followings or how to build your your youtube channel and so we were able to deliver that information to them something that i wish i would have had when i started my channel i i mentioned this before did i mention this maybe i didn't but i have close friends that are like really that have a really large um youtube uh subscriber base mm-hmm. um they're not really close they're not like oh we only texting every day but they're like i know you i could call you i could you know t- talk to you and i would like text them ask them certain questions and they'll kind of give me like the runaround i wouldn't get the straight answer but like oh it was just weird so i had to research it myself which i'm kind of, kind of grateful for because it put me in a predicament where i am today where i could share that and i could help others grow their channels um and it's for free literally for free unless they you know of course buy something from me or 
pay for my coffee and stuff. But um, I just wish I had that back then. And now I'm in a predicament or in a situation where I can help others. And if they ask me, hey, what type of camera do you use or how do you like it? Or what, what editing software do you use? And, you know, give me a little bit of details on it. Or how do I optimize my videos or how do I do this? And I'm able to provide that information. Um, so yeah, so that's how it all started. That's the whole thing with uh, Clubhouse. We literally just, um, we literally just celebrated our 5,000 members yesterday and then 1,000 members and I did our Q club as well. So we're, woo. That's awesome. And guys, if you do not have a clubhouse invite or whatever, you can definitely just hit me up on Instagram or how I'm sure we'll get you an invite if you have Android or uh, Apple, we can get you in. It's super easy. And you can just join in to those, those rooms, those groups are really great. I Mm -hmm. wish I, I (laughs) clubhouse is great. And I feel like Mm -hmm. I need to add my personal caveat to it. Clubhouse is a time suck. And it, cause you're, you're listening to people talk and like, it can get really like, so if you're going to do it, I really think that you want to look through like the things that are scheduled to come out and put it into your calendar and commit to being there for like only that specific time. If you have other things you've got to do, I do however find that like being on clubhouse is really fun to listen to. Like if I have other things going on, like ancillary, like my kids are watching TV and I just have to be out there with them or I'm doing dishes or I'm cleaning something like clubhouse is a great like addition to like my uh, podcast listening or my book listening. So it's really great. I'm interested to see where the world goes with social audio. Cause mm-hmm. I think that social audio is almost like the answer to people who don't want to be on video um, mm-hmm. or how like you can use video and social audio together. I think that we're in for like a very interesting, like new wave of, of uh consumption i'm excited for it yeah absolutely me too and there's all these other other spaces that are coming out with um the audio apps like there's the twitter spaces and then there's the fan base and now it's the spotify one green room um so but still green room makes so much sense to me because i have a podcast my podcast is up on spotify so i'm like "Mm, doing that so yes you should for sure for sure (laughs) So awesome. Okay. So we've talked a lot about different things that creators should do, like what growth has been like and how you have done things. What do you think is one of the biggest mistakes creators make? And what do you think is one of the smartest things that creators should do to help them on their YouTube journey? Uh, one of the biggest mistakes. Okay. So one of the biggest mistakes I think creators do is choose YouTube for the wrong reason um and and with that I mean like they see all of these YouTubers and creators on TikTok and things like that making money from creating making money from doing YouTube Mm -hmm. so they hate their job they don't like what they're doing at this moment they say these people are with the Gucci bags. They taking trips every day. That's the life that I want. <laughs> yeah. So let me start a YouTube channel with no passion, no nothing to really offer. Like if I ask you, hey, what is the purpose of your channel? Why did you create your channel? It shouldn't be, oh, because, you know, I want to make money from it. That shouldn't be the first answer. So I think a lot of 
um, YouTubers or creators or small creators come on the platform thinking that they're going to make money immediately and they're just going to blow up and they're going to be instant famous. Sure, that happens every once in a while to the lucky people, um, but it just doesn't work like that. And you're going to waste your time if you're not really in it for the right reasons. You're going to end up giving up or you're going to end up stopping because it's not something that you really love or something that you want to do. Not saying that you can't grow to love it, but it's just it's just going to be one of those things where it's, it's, it's not going to work. So I think that's the biggest like mistake that a lot of us YouTubers, small YouTubers do when, they, when we come on the platform. Um, and one thing that I think people overlook that they should really uh, pay attention to more is their, I would say their analytics, because analytics answer a lot of questions that you may be asking yourself or you may be asking someone else. It literally answers everything. Once you get enough videos and there's enough data in there, I would definitely pay attention. Just spend, just pick a day out of the week and spend time going through the analytics and just really understanding it and understanding the YouTube platform itself. Cause there's some mm -hmm. creators that'll come on there and got a whole bunch of emojis in their title and wondering why they're not getting views because this is not TikTok. This is not Instagram. YouTube is a search engine. So you have to make videos and create for people that's searching the web um, until YouTube start recommending your content. Um, so yeah, so you definitely just want to pay attention to your analytics and read them and understand it, understand the platform. A lot of us don't do that as well. Like I'll people ask me a question and I'll ask them a question. They have no idea what I'm talking about. And I'm asking them something super simple about their analytics and they have nowhere, they don't know where to go to see it, anything like that. So um, that's something that I think people really look over. And then even the larger YouTubers, um, Though especially the ones that well, let me stop saying larger YouTubers. YouTubers that have a larger sub subscriber or following, they will even come to our rooms on Clubhouse. I'm like, oh my god, I love listening to you all because I didn't know that. Um, that's not something I pay attention to, or you know, I I knew about. Like even this, like the news that come out in YouTube is literally telling us stuff and sending it to our YouTube studio or sending it to our emails. They didn't know about it. This guy asking me. Oh, I made a, uh, I got a um, hundred thousand. I got a, I have a hundred thousand uh, subscribers on YouTube, and I got that about uh, six months ago, and I re didn't receive my play button. I'm like, well, did you apply for your play button? No, I didn't know I had to do that. <laughs> How you don't know you have to do? That? <laughs> like, all you have to do is pay attention to what YouTube. They literally telling you, and they're updating the analytics as we speak. Literally every day, I see something new in YouTube studio and in my analytics. So definitely want to pay attention to that. I think it's really um, great that they have the um, Creator Insider YouTube channel. Yes. They're always giving really great tips. They just did one, again, when we recorded this, that was all about like small business, like small creator tips. And they're like definitely all things that I think like people like you and me know. I think that there's a lot of value in like knowing what those are. And I think that you're right. Like you got to pay attention. Make sure you're getting those emails from YouTube that they're going to your primary box, not to your like promotions or social because they're right. going to be super helpful. All right. Time for a little rapid fire before we wrap this up. Okay. So what is it that you film with? Oh, I feel with, <laughs> almost forgot. I film with a Canon M50 um, for my sitting, like talking head, makeup, 
uh, hauls, things like that. And then for any type of vlogs, I still film with that if I want great quality. But if I'm like, going to go like in the airport or something, I'll film with my phone. Nice. My okay. Who's your favorite, your favorite female creator? My favorite female creator is Aaliyah's face. I love her. Like, we friends. She just don't know it yet. <laughs> so then I've got this. She's probably who would be your, my next question, which is your dream collaboration. Yep. It would be with Aaliyah's face. <laughs> but if I could pick two, um, the other one would be with... Okay, this may say weird, but it will be, <laughs> it will be with um, Kelly Stamps. Love it. I like her. She does a good stuff, too. Um, and then what's your favorite video that you've created on your channel so far? My favorite video that I created on my channel so far is, oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> I'm being so weird. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Why would you ask me that? Hmm. Why it's, called, it's a hot seat question. You gotta be ready. Okay. Yeah, okay. It would be the <laughs> I did a Universal Studio vlog with my family. It would be that one because our ride went the wrong way. <laughs> All right. What is your next YouTube goal you're looking forward to reaching? I would say. My next YouTube goal, I'm looking to, you know, what would be really nice if I was one of the picks for um, YouTube Black, because, you know, they have a grant and I applied for it. So that would be really good. But something that I can control, I would say 5,000 subscribers. Love that. I think that's really great. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. How, how can people follow you on the YouTubes? Of course, on YouTube, my name is Hawabunga, so that's H-A-W-A-B-U-N-G-A, -A -A. and on Instagram, is Hawabunga with an underscore in front of it. On Twitter, it's H-Weirdo, which is weird. Don't pay attention to that. I'll change it soon. And on Clubhouse is my name, Hawa. Love it. All right. Thank you so much for your time, Hawa. I really appreciate you. Remember, you and everyone listening are impossibly amazing. Until next time, see you soon. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Women of YouTube podcast. We would love to know what you thought about this latest episode. So make sure to tag us with hashtag Women of YouTube with your thoughts.